for the win. It's good. Fires over the middle. Collins at the goal line. Touchdown, Miners. This is the Mineshaft, a UTEP football podcast, part of the Republic of Football Network. Now here's your host, Colin Deaver, and former UTEP kicker, Gavin Beckley. A melancholy edition of the Mineshaft podcast. We've been waiting all week to bring it to you here again. The Mineshaft brought to you by Dave Campbell's Republic of Football Podcast Network. I'm your host, Colin Deaver, with my co-host, Gavin Beckley, the 2022 Conference USA Special Teams Player of the Year. As always, we are brought to you by Home Field Apparel. If you want 15% off any of that sweet UTEP Home Field Apparel, just use the promo code MINESHAFT at check out we can get you 15 percent off any first time purchase again that promo code is mineshaft and last time we spoke with you uh gavin was pretty upbeat he was pretty hopeful utep was two and five coming off a big win over fiu on the road cave mcconnell had looked like tom brady against fiu and uh he was hopeful that they would be able to replicate that in the 100th battle of I-10 against New Mexico State. That is exactly the opposite of what happened. New Mexico State came in with a massive second half, Gavin. Diego Pavia accounting for all four of their touchdowns, uh, I think over 300 total yards. They had, all, I think, over 430 total yards as an offense, and uh, they completely dominated, especially the second half um, against UTEP as the Miners fall to 2-6. and six. And to put it bluntly, uh, this game against Sam Houston this week is basically for their season. If they don't win, uh, they will be two and seven and will officially not be going to a bowl game in 2023. Obviously you have to win six to be bowl eligible. They got to win, win out to be bowl eligible. So uh, certainly um, not trying to sugarcoat things, not a great time to be a member of the UTEP football team. I don't think. No, not at all. I mean, whenever you're going against an Owen seven opponent and you're three and a half point, underdogs uh never really looks good on on your your resume especially after after how UTEP played last game I mean you're never going to win a game giving up 439 yards to a a pretty good offense I mean just a lot of a lot of things that game really really optimistic go in there start off they miss a field goal get a field goal blocked first half 7-7 looking looking pretty good playing uh decent know that UTEP's a a second half team so really optimistic and then new mexico state just came out there and and shut them down second half looked like utep couldn't get anything going and and obviously a, a sad sad week and sad season so far for the miners yeah we uh talking about that new mexico state game first like it was seven to seven at the half I, like you said they missed a field goal utep blocked one praise the mehle getting his hand on it but NMSU was kind of doing what it wanted to offensively. Like they were moving the football up and down the field. They just weren't um, finishing drives. And then they flipped the switch in the second half and started finishing those drives. Suddenly, you know, you get a lead on UTEP and it starts to look like, I feel like what we thought the FIU game was going to look like for UTEP with a uh, quarterback making um, his first career start. Obviously, Cade McConnell looked really good against FIU and then came out and again, looked more like, I think what we thought he was going to look like um, against FIU against New Mexico state. So um, what was maybe the toughest part, most disappointing part for you of, of that game for UTEP? Was it with the offense? Was it with the defense? Was it something else? 
Yeah, I mean, I would say probably with the offense because the less the offense is out on the field and the more the defense is out on the field, the more tired the defense is going to get. So it kind of all all spurs together. So, I mean, if if the offense had a, a, a little better um, of, a, of a game, they would have had a, a better defensive performance. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it was it was just one of those games where where – yeah, it was close and it was tied at half seven seven. But like you said, New Mexico State was uh, able to kind of do whatever they wanted. They were able to get in scoring position at least three four times and not able to to execute on special teams. So um, it was just just one of those games where where UTEP, yeah, they were in it, but they didn't really come to play like they had uh, previously. And again, now they're in a situation um, at two and six where you have to win out to basically save your season and go to a bowl game. And I don't want to talk too much about it just yet, but, you know, maybe um, save the coaching staff's jobs um, because that's where anytime, you know, any, it's, it's not just UTEP, it's any team in college football. Um, you know, if a season goes South, like, you know, this one, I mean, that, that obviously can loom over it, but uh, I don't want to talk about that yet today um, just because, you know, Stranger things have happened. Um, teams have gone on runs to make bowls, save jobs. I mean, look no further than North Texas two years ago. I think they started one and five and then won five straight games, um, five out of six or something down the stretch, including beating UTSA at home to be bowl eligible in 2021. So, look, stranger things have happened. I, we have seen it happen in this conference before. So, um, I, you can't rule it out until it, it's, it, it's officially ruled out. So we won't do that here, but you know, obviously Gavin, you were part of a team last year at UTEP that, uh, you know, finished five and seven, some, some high expectations coming into the season. Obviously you guys at this stage of the season, were in a better place than this current team is, um, as far as hopes of making a bowl, but a little bit behind the eight ball at the same point too, like, how stressful is that for a team when you kind of obviously you know the uphill battle that you're facing to get to you know bowl eligibility um, and trying to make a postseason um, and does that weigh on a does that weigh on um, the team and coaching staff in any way? Yeah, definitely. I mean, whenever you you come out with such high hopes for this season and then your first eight games you start off two and six and and it is Dimmel's sixth year and. And everything is kind of on the line this year based on uh, if they're going to re-sign and all that. Um, just just a whole lot. And especially uh, they're they're talking about trying to win, win out, win the next four games. But I mean, it it, it kind of just starts with one. You got, you have to win one before you can win four. So it's just got to take it each week. Got to got to go in there with a good attitude and, and try to try to come out after every single game, play your hardest, play your best and, and hopefully that UTEP can can start off this week with a win. And then obviously, um, you know, offensively, we already said it, I mean, kind of a tale of two games for Cade McConnell and the UTEP offense, just 15 to 32, 179 yards for Cade uh, in his second career start for the Miners. In that defeat, they rushed for uh, only 125 yards. McConnell was sacked four times. Um, Deion Hankins really the only uh, solid and, and good Offensive performer uh, in this one for UTEP. 16 carries, 120 20 yards, 54 of them on that long run down to the one-yard line before the Kevin Hurley touchdown uh, that served as UTEP's only touchdown um, of the game in this one. Kelly Akari, who we talked all about last week after the eight-catch, 223 yards, whatever it was uh, at FIU, he was 
really shut down by New Mexico State. Just one catch, uh, six yards against the Aggies. So certainly moving forward, if they're going to win, uh, first of all, win against Sam Houston, and second of all, try to win out uh, and go to a bowl, they will need a lot more from him. But um, what areas of the offense was most um, alarming to you in that New Mexico State game? And how much of it, too, was is injuries to this UTEP offense? Again, no Tyron Smith, no Marcus Bellin. May not see them the rest of the year. Obviously, no Gavin Hardison. Kate McConnell will probably be starting again tomorrow. Um, how much of it, though, is, is has does that have to do with it? How much of it is, you know, his, you know, the issues that we've seen with the UTEP offense all year, no matter who's starting at quarterback? And how much of it, too, is you just got to kind of give some credit to um, New Mexico State at some point, too? Yeah, I won't be giving credit to New Mexico State, but uh, um, I think figured you would. I think, <laughs> I think it's just one of those things where th- this year for UTEP has just been been the perfect storm. I mean, you have so many injuries across the board: offense, defense, special teams, and all that. And and then obviously the uh, starting quarterback gets hurt, and then it just kind of snowballs down the line. So it, it obviously is as we've seen starting off two and six hasn't been a good year at all. Um, going to take a, a lot to turn this around and hopefully hopefully they're able to do that I mean I would say the the biggest piece for me um in this past game I would say I mean the the receiving core wasn't wasn't really there I mean 15 total catches out on, on 32 attempts I mean and that's only to get 179 yards we threw the ball five times to Jeremiah Ballard for 75 yards and four times to Torrance Burgess for 62 yards. And that was the bulk of of our reception. So, I mean, I think that against FIU, there was a, a whole lot of other passes to other people. And I mean, but obviously FIU, it just seemed like, like there were some balls that were thrown right on the money, but a, probably a quarter of them were kind of just thrown up and, and able to come down with the, re- the receiver that, that they weren't really able to do uh, this past week against New Mexico State. And something I thought was really interesting that Dana Dimmel said in his press conference on Friday, you know, after the game, was that they should have been way more aggressive in that first half um, in terms of taking shots down the field, trying to get the big chunk plays, which we saw were obviously really successful for them against FIU the week prior uh, with Kate, you know, putting balls on the money to Akari, to Ballard, um, which then in turn opened things up for Torrance Burgess in the running game. Did you see anything in terms of what New Mexico State was doing defensively to kind of hold that in check? Or is that kind of just on, you know, UTEP for not, you know, taking the same shots that they were taking um, against FIU? Uh, yeah, I think a little bit of both. I mean, New Mexico State, their their uh DBs were doing a pretty good job of being able to to cover uh some of the UTEP routes that were being ran and everything. I th- I think that that there was some uh, a couple times where there was a missed missed play because we had someone open uh fifteen twenty yards down the field and the the decision that that was a little a little wrong to throw the ball on a on a short uh to a shorter receiver but I, I think that that also kind of goes with in in his in Cade's head I mean sacked four times uh was feeling pressured I think uh all night so I think it was just one of those things that that he didn't really have have the confidence in himself because of of the 
the O-line and, and the D-line uh, doing their their job to try to get to the quarterback as much as possible and, and trying to knock him off his game. And one thing, too, like in terms of harnessing momentum, that was something that I really felt like UTEP did well against FIU. Like right, the play before the long touchdown pass to Akari is a fourth down stop um, by your defense. And you immediately say, all right, we got no- we're up seven, nothing, we got nothing to lose. Let's take a shot and they hit. Um, as soon as like New Mexico State missed that field goal um, on their opening drive, I was kind of expecting a similar thing. And they just came out and did the, you know, run the ball, take time off the clock thing uh, that we've seen them do. And I'm not saying, you know, that's a, necessarily a bad thing. Like we've seen them have some success with it, but um, I just thought they could have, as you know, again, Coach Dimmel said it himself, I thought they could have been much more aggressive um, attacking New Mexico State down the field because McConnell proved um, that he was capable of doing it in that uh, FIU game. So, you know, we'll see if maybe they learn from, that quote unquote mistake against Sam Houston, but you know, certainly some things that uh, you got to clean up. You know, this is, um, you know, this is a game, even as three and a half point underdogs, like they are right now um, against Sam Houston. Like this is, <laughs> this is a game before the season. Like I penciled in as one of like may- maybe the easiest one on their schedule. And right now it doesn't look like it's going to be that way. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think that that we were talking about, a sweat for UTEP whenever they were playing against Sam Houston because they they just haven't really looked good in the in the past couple seasons. I mean they used to be used to be a powerhouse down in in uh, FCS and then have to come up and obviously now they're not not doing as good as as they want to be. But yeah, I mean whenever we're talking about it, there's a bunch of these games this year that that haven't gone UTEP's way that we thought that they were going to be easy wins. So I mean. This one, I'm not going to say is going to be an easy win. Uh, uh, Sam Houston, for being 0-7, is is a really, really good team. I mean, the, if you look at some of their games, almost uh, almost beat Liberty, um, very close game uh, to FIU. Um, there's just going down the list, Jacksonville State, who's who's above average, really, really good this year of, of what everyone was going to think. There's only a couple games that – that Sammy Houston's played that have kind of been blowouts. But other than that, they've 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 been right there with with all the teams from the the worst teams to the best teams. So I mean, it's it's going to be another another grind out game for UTEP, and and hopefully we'll we'll be able to put some string some drives together offensively and and score some points this game. Yeah, the Sam Houston team two weeks ago uh, when New Mexico State played them, Jerry Kill said they were the best zero and five team in the country. Now they're 0-7 because they lost to NMSU and they lost to FIU right after that um, at home, mind you. Um, and now they get UTEP at home. And, I mean, Dibble kind of said the same – similar things to what Kill said. Like, their their record is deceiving. I get it. It's 0-7. But, you know, like you said, Gavin, they've played with people. I mean, that BYU loss, they were they lost 14 to nothing to BYU to open the season. That game was 7 to nothing until, like, deep into the fourth quarter. And it was actually uh, – El Paso zone, LJ Martin, who came in as the came in at tailback for BYU as a true freshman and kind of like sparked the Cougars um offense to a win over Sam Houston that night. So shout out to LJ for helping to hand Sam Houston a loss that day. Um, but that I mean, Air Force was a 13 to 3. Like you said, I mean, it's it's really only the Houston game and then the NMSU game two weeks ago where they um 
where they really struggled, were never really in the game. The 27 to 13 loss to NMSU is a little deceiving because NMSU was up 27 to nothing at halftime. Just kind of let their foot off the gas a little bit and coasted to the finish line. Um, but how much do you think for Sam Houston? And I get it. We, we talked about how they're better than their um, record right now, but how much does the fact that the, Oh, like, Oh, and seven, how much does that get in your head um, as the season goes on and maybe makes it harder to win? Does that happen? Or do you look at this game? If you're the Bearcats as, Hey, this is our shot to finally, you know, put this behind us because this UTEP team is coming in struggling worse than we are. Yeah. I think that, that this is kind of, Sam Houston's uh a chance to to get a win on the board. I mean, they they had a really close game last week against FIU went in double overtime. They lost on a on a touchdown. Um and then I mean, just coming into this game, they kind of saw how how New Mexico State was able to kind of do whatever they wanted with with UTEP. So I think that if I was Sam Houston, I'd be super confident uh coming into this game just just trying to get back, start just tell them you're you're O and O. We're trying to win this game, uh, play hard four quarters and, and really do our, our best and stick it to UTEP to see if we're able to, to pull out a, a win, especially being at home. Uh, I think that, that they do have a good chance to, um, sadly, uh, obviously don't want to say that as, as a UTEP fan, but I mean, just the way that UTEP's been looking, I, I think that Sam Houston does have a good chance, but at the same time, if UTEP's able to kind of do what they did against FIU, which was just lighted up offensively, then then I think that Sam Houston's gonna have a hard time uh, sticking with with the receivers and and matching the the line play and everything. I think it's I think theoretically UTEP should still win this one by at least ten points, but if, if you check kind of the the matchups across the board and everything, I don't think that that Sam Houston can really play with UTEP's personnel, but, but I've been, I've been wrong before. I've been wrong a lot this year. So, so we'll see if, if something is uh, able to come out of this game. You've been wrong, but we've also been right. You know, it's so, you know, take, take that for what it's worth. Um, And you're talking about the home field, the home field thing for them, that stadium, like even when they, I cover, I used to cover them when they were like, playing for FCS, like they were making the semifinals at that level. Like they didn't draw crowds then. And now they're like for a, for a when Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday night in Huntsville. Like, I don't think, I don't think there's going to be like anybody there, Um, which kind of like, it's, I don't know. You've played, you've played college football at that level. Like, is that draining at all? Like when there's just nobody there, um, like you have no energy to draw on, but your own. Um. It's kind of like at FIU, like you kind of have to yeah. create your own energy. Yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, kind of like one of those things where where whenever you like it in El Paso, whenever we'd have games where no one was there, I mean, it was always kind of like laughable to at least like to the specialists. Like we would just be like, wow, we're really we're really sold out this game, huh? And like laugh, laugh about it and stuff like it was never like, dang, like no one's here. This is going to be really hard to to do anything, but no, it was just like kind of like just practice. You know, you walk out there and you're like, okay, there's there's not really a, a whole lot of people here watching. I mean, it to me, it didn't, it never really mattered whether it was playing in front of five thousand people, in front of eighty thousand people at Oklahoma. It was always just like I'm I'm trying to do the best that I can do and and help the team out in any way. So whether there's 
a hundred thousand people watching or no one watching it was always do your job to the best of the ability so I can't speak on on people on offensive side or defensive side or anything only on on the specialist side but it was it was always no matter like I said no matter who was there to to do your best gotcha well let's get into the little bit of the matchup breakdown now for UTEP Sam Houston um run through the yards per game real quick like we usually do and UTEP absolutely like by yards per game UTEP 353 yards per game Sam Houston is only putting up 283 yards um per game so they've struggled offensively they're allowing 383 yards a game UTEP allowing 389 um so defensively maybe about the same but you know this the Sam Houston offense has struggled to score, to move the football, albeit they've been a bit better uh, the last few weeks against some decent competition in conference USA. Gavin went over it, the overtime loss in Jacksonville state, close loss to Liberty, uh, loss to NMSU, and then a double overtime loss to FIU. So they've looked better um, offensively. Um, Gavin, do you think that trend is going to be able to continue against UTEP? If so, why? Um. Yeah, I think that that they're gonna kind of be able to to increase that trend just because we've kind of seen that that if if offensively we're not able to to leave it out on the field, if we're gonna have have a hard time with our defense being out there all the time, and defense is gonna get tired. So I think that that offensively, Sam Houston's gonna have another good game. It seems like they've kind of found their rhythm. Um, other than the New Mexico State game that we were talking about, it seems like they've kind of found their rhythm. The the three other games that they've played, um, going from Jacksonville State losing in overtime by seven, almost beating Liberty. They were on the goal line for three plays and threw three fades, and were all incomplete. And then to FIU, that was just a a close one to the end. So I think that that they're going to take the momentum that they do have offensively and and try to stick it as much as they can into UTEP that. That, that UTEP will allow, hopefully, that UTEP tries to shut him down early, but but we'll see how, how that goes. Who's the player for Sam Houston that you are keying on if you're UTEP's defense? I mean, it's probably easy to say Keegan Shoemaker, the quarterback, um, but eight touchdowns, I'm looking at his stats, 1,300 passing yards, eight touchdowns, six interceptions um, on the season. Hasn't really shown to be much of a rushing threat this year. Uh, he does have a game, seven carries, 52 yards, uh, seven carries, 42 yards, but it doesn't seem like that's completely a, a huge part of his repertoire. But um, certainly when he's when he's had some decent games, you know, you look at the FIU game, you look at the Liberty game, you look at the Jacksonville State game. I mean, those are the three games where they've uh, been closest to winning a game. It's been, you know, him kind of keeping them, close keeping them in the game and as far as the Jacksonville State goes game goes I think they were up I think they were leading that game by three touchdowns at one point and just completely blew it so um he's probably for I mean for me he's the one uh, that UTEP is going to need to key on the most but for you is there somebody else um that UTEP's going to need to really just slow down offensively tomorrow yeah I mean other than other than the quarterback I would say uh uh Wide receiver Noah Smith would be the biggest one. He's their leading receiver with almost 400 yards in the air on 47 receptions with four touchdowns. So I think that he's going to be, other than the quarterback, the biggest one. I think, I think like you said, the quarterback is the biggest key because he's uh, eight touchdowns, six intercept interceptions, 
um, but also is the second leading rusher on the team with 133 yards on the ground. Um, so not a, not a whole lot, but saying that their starting running back only has 170 yards on 60 carries. So he's he's definitely a close second when it comes to that. So I think that if, if UTEP's able to to shut down the quarterback and the the receiver that they're, they're going to have a, a good night overall, but but hopefully that they're able to do that. You brought up Noah, uh, Noah Smith, the wide receiver. He's their leading receiver, like you said. He's also their third leading rusher. 15 carries, 63 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's to kind of give you an idea of how um, much they've struggled offensively this season in their first year at FBS. Uh, your your top wide receiver is your third leading rusher. That's not something you typically see uh, across college football, but that's where Sam Houston's at uh, this uh, this season, again, in their first season in FBS football. So um, for UTEP um, offensively now, what gives you the most confidence that this can be a, a bounce-back game for the offense as a whole, but also for, for Cade McConnell after a rough go of it against New Mexico State? Yeah, I mean, I would say that the the biggest thing would be just the amount of of rushing yards that Sam Houston allows, almost 180. I mean, I think that that UTEP's going to be able to exploit that and exploit the run game, especially with with having such a good O line and some good running backs back there. I think that that they're going to be able to do a great job at establishing the run game and and make sure Cage settles in in that way that whenever it is time to to throw the ball, it, it'll make it a lot easier because if if the pass game isn't working, at least they can rely on the run game. Um, I mean, Sam Houston's, like we said, allowing 383 yards per game, 206 on the ground or in the air and 177 on the ground. So there's going to be times, there's going to be shots, there's going to be moments that, that UTEP's going to have to try to try to take advantage of throughout this game um, and, and try to try to make the so hopefully score more than seven points, but uh, make it hard for, for the Bearcats to, to come back from. Yeah, these are two teams that don't exactly uh, light up the scoreboard uh, most of the time. So, you know, who knows? Maybe seven points will be enough to be in the game this week. We'll see. Uh, probably not, but we shall see. Yeah, and you brought up a, a, a good point that I wanted to talk about in terms of getting Cade McConnell comfortable early. Obviously, they did a great job of that against FIU. They did not do a good job of it against New Mexico State. I don't ever. I don't really feel like he was ever um, comfortable at all in the Battle of I ten. He was usually he was constantly running for his life. It seemed like they had him confused a little bit. Um, just a, a variety of issues. Um, how can they, you know, do a better job of that this week? Just in terms of um, getting him comfortable early in the game. Is it doing exactly what they did against FIU, or is it something different? No, I think it is. It's very similar to what they did against FIU. Just kind of let him let him do his own thing. Maybe the the first drive on a couple plays, uh, call some nice deep shots to to get him comfortable. Because I feel like whenever he was able to step in there and then throw an eighty yard bomb to start off against FIU, it was a lot easier for him to to be comfortable because it was just like, okay, I just threw an eighty yard bomb. Uh, defense went out there and made a stop. And now we're we're calling some some good plays to to get me throwing down the field and show off kind of his accuracy that he had and and then they go up fourteen to nothing and then whenever you're in that position it's just like okay a lot more comfortable we we have a fourteen point lead I've I've done enough for for the first quarter 
um, to to try to keep us and establish this game that this is going to be in our favor and everything. So I think that that's that's something that they have to do is just both sides of the ball be balanced, be able to make good stops, and then just kind of like what you said, if if we're able to to get a big stop on defense to use that momentum and and turn that into offensive points. We're gonna go real quick to keys to victory, and then we'll make a prediction. And then I have one final thing uh, for for us to talk about right after that. But uh, I guess it feels like you maybe maybe did a little bit just there. But Gavin, what are your uh, major keys for a minor victory on Wednesday night in Huntsville? Um, I'm gonna say play tough, play physical. I think that's gonna be a big a big part because Sam Houston is is a pretty physical team from what I've seen. Um, there's going to be a lot of opportunities. I think UTEP's going to have to to take those opportunities whenever they come. Um, and then just, like I said, get Cade comfortable um, as early as possible through the game and then establish the run game and then make big plays on defense and, and limit turnovers. Yeah, for me, it's – I agree with all that. I For me, I think you just um, – you have to be more aggressive early, especially on the road, especially against a team that's 0-7 be aggressive. Maybe you hit a couple of shots. Maybe, maybe you, uh, Torrance Burgess bust a long one early. You just can't give an 0 7 team hope, especially, um, at home. So if you can put the game away earlier, um, early like you did against FIU and just kind of let your defense work again, this is not a Sam Houston offense. That's going to light the world on fire most likely. So, um, if you can get an early lead and then just kind of coast to the finish line the way they did against FIU, I think that might be um, the best plan of attack for UTEP. And then um, you brought up the turnovers. I they they have to they have to get at least at least one turnover. And like I said against I said it against FIU, I felt like they needed to score a defensive or special teams touchdown. I'm going to say that again here. They didn't end up needing it against FIU, but I think now that there's a couple of games of film on McConnell. Um, you know, defenses are going to be gearing up to stop him, especially with, you know, missing um, some important pieces in terms of the passing attack um, due to injuries and what have you. So I just I just think you're going to need a huge performance from defense and special teams to uh, to get this one done. So um, real, real quick, what is uh, what's your prediction for this one? Like you said, I think Sam Houston is three and a half point favorites. Is that? Yeah, three and a half point favorites. Are the Bearcats the zero and seven Bearcats at home over the two and six Miners? Uh, what's your score prediction, Gavin? Um, I think I think UTEP's going to be able to to run the ball very well against against Sam Houston. I think they're going to put up more than seven points as they did against New Mexico State. Hopefully, um, I'm going to say that UTEP's going to take this one, and I know I said ten points earlier. Um, on I'm going to go. 21 to 13 this game so eight point for utep i think utep's gonna take it i'm taking utep 17 to 10 i think they're i'm with you i think they're gonna win uh backs against the wall type game i think they're gonna show up and, and get the win um so both of us pick utep to win that would put them at three and six heading into a uh massive november for this team um, again, have to win out to go to a bowl game. So every game at this point is is gigantic for that goal. So, uh, Gavin, uh, I wanted to close with this. Um, if UTEP does happen to lose to Sam Houston, that, of course, would be the Bearcats' first ever FBS victory. 
um, in their first year in conference USA. Um, if that does happen, what would that say about this UTEP program and the trajectory of it moving forward? Um, I would say that that if this was Sam Houston's first FBS win against UTEP, obviously that doesn't show well for UTEP saying that Sam Houston's 0-7 and I think the inferior team. But I would think that that if that does happen, that there will be – I think there would be a, a very quick change maybe in the, in the coaching staff. Um, and I also think that, that it will set UTEP up kind of – that's something that they're going to have to come back from. Because I remember whenever we had first, um, when I had first got to UTEP and we had started out one and eleven two years in a row, it was kind of like every the the one team that we would beat. I I think it was Rice one year and then a different team the other year. It was always like we would look back at it, especially at, at times like that. Like, oh, okay, well we beat them last year, like, and we were really bad last year. So it was like always a lot a lot more comforting. So I think that that if UTEP does go out there and lose this game, it's it's going to kind of be a, a, a full 180 from, from or I guess 360 from whenever I was there for the first two years when we went 1-11 both years. So I think it's it's kind of going to gonna put UTEP back down at very, very low on, on kind of the, the FBS rankings of, of the teams overall. But, but I mean, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully – UTEP's able to pull this one out. Yeah, I think you open Pandora's box um, if if you lose this game to Sam Houston. If it's not already open already um, after the loss to New Mexico State and everything else that's happened this year, um, I think losing to Sam Houston uh, to give them their first ever FBS win um, will open up a can of worms uh, that we uh, again, again, again have avoided talking about uh, on this podcast uh, up until now. And uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but um, certainly, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that they're, if they lose this game, there, there uh, could be some changes, maybe not right after the game, maybe it's after the season, um, but it's the type of game where um, changes are sometimes, you know, when, when this happens around college football, college athletics, others, you, know, you look at pro sports, you lose a game like this, a lot of times there's changes um, to the program. So uh, certainly uh, will be interesting to watch from that vantage point with the, with those uh, with that set of goggles on um, and see what happens. Anything else you want to add uh, about this game or uh, the UTEP minors before we get going today? Please win. We'll leave it at that. All right, this has been the Bite Shaft. He is Gavin Beckley. I am Colin Deaver. We are brought to you by Dave Campbell's Republic of Football Podcast Network. If you want really cool UTEP Miners home field apparel, just use that promo code MINDSHAFT at checkout. We can get you 15% off. Folks, basketball season just two weeks away. No reason at all why I would bring that up. But basketball season is just two weeks away. We'll see you next time.